Sales enablement sits on top of the CRM, so it enables the salesperson to be more efficient and productive at their job by eliminating a lot of the manual tasks mm -hmm. uh, that a salesperson would generally have to do on their own, which limits their productivity. Welcome back to another episode of More Than Marketing. Uh, I'm your host, Arsha Mirsha, and today we're talking about sales enablement uh, and the clash of marketing and sales. And to do that, I have none other than my main man, Noah Burke. Noah, good to have you. Thanks for having me. Of course. Um, Noah is uh, more than qualified to talk about this topic because he is a serial entrepreneur. And I, I didn't do the math, but I think you've been entrepreneuring for like 20 years now. You're making well. I mean, if you count, yeah, all the way back to high school. Yeah, sure. High school. Yeah, sure. We were hustling. I mean, yeah, we school. were back in high school. There you go. <laughs> so Noah and I are friends, uh, and 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 now, um, you know, business colleagues, business partners. Anyway, Noah, tell tell me a little bit about your past. So, serial entrepreneur, but also enterprise sales. Yeah. So I, I mean, I've done a lot. Um, I've had a career in sales recruitment. Mm -hmm. uh, had a couple of startups, uh, been in, geez, I was back in internet marketing back in 2008, 2009 when it was the wild west of sales. You were selling uh, what then? Reach I was, yeah, I was working for a company called Reach Local at the time. So I was selling digital marketing solutions, right. uh, PPC, yeah. uh, heck, helping you guys out with some SEO yep. back in the day, yeah, getting some out. of those clients. That's right. Uh, and then I uh, had a couple of uh, adventures, uh, entrepreneurial adventures, uh, and then uh, went back in enterprise software sales. And uh, most recently, before starting OBO Agency, specialized in contact data solutions for large enterprises. Yeah, yeah. So, so Noah's been, you know, we, you know, when you're the entrepreneur, you're you're doing it all, right? You're wearing all the hats. You're marketing yourself, but then you're also selling. So you know, so you're automatically sales and marketing. You're very aligned. Yeah, when you're, absolutely. When you're not for wearing the hats. I mean, you have to be. You have to know both sides. But you've also sold. Uh, reach local, which is marketing, but you were the salesperson, so you're getting leads, and right, like you are like the full the, circle. I, I mean, I was using back in the day. I still remember when I was using Goldmine when I was a sales recruiter. So I love it, Goldmine. Don't yeah. And what, what's the other Act? Act. Yeah, I, never, right. I never use never Act. Um, I, I have seen it. I actually have a, a client who I believe uses Act or had used Act. Still. I know. I know. <laughs> All right. So let's let's get into it. So. Uh, now, uh, OBO agency. Real quick about OBO agency. Uh, yeah, we're 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 a um, we're we're an agency, uh, kind of similar to web mechanics, but a focus on database marketing, email marketing, yeah. and marketing technology. Uh, so a lot of companies hire us to come in and really help them figure out, like, hey, we got this marketing technology. How do we make the most use of it? We got all yeah. this data. Uh, plus, we got sales and marketing. It needs to be aligned. And uh, I believe Arshim, you invited me here today to talk about sales enablement, which is uh, something we do for clients all the time. Yeah, aligning sales and marketing. Exactly. You got it. And then, you know, I guess from your angle, you would be taking um, not just the philosophical approach and, and but also the technological implementation of some of the tools yeah. of sales enablement. Well, it's a lot of it's business process mapping. Yes. So you got to map that sales process and, and not just understand how the leads enter the system, yeah. uh, but also understand how the salesperson closes deals from start to finish. Yes. So let's, what is sales enablement, first and foremost? Yeah, um, think you... of sales enablement as like an all-in-one 
uh, tool for salespeople. So you have your CRM and think of sales enablement sits on top of the CRM. So it enables the salesperson to be more efficient and productive at their job by eliminating a lot of the manual tasks mm -hmm. uh, that a salesperson would generally have to do on their own, which limits their productivity. Yeah, like like what manuals, like data entry, for example? Um, yeah, it could be data entry. It could be simply having the system update records because a deal expired yeah. and, and you want to make sure that the salesperson is notified, deal expired, please update record or contact right. Right. Uh, company. Right. Uh, it could be setting up sales automations right. where you get off the phone with a client and they say, hey, call me back in three months. Uh, rather than trying to simply put a task to call back in three months, you set up an automation where an email automatically goes out three months later with a couple of follow-up emails to schedule an appointment. I like it. Yeah, and then um, you know, add a couple more layers to that. You also add a, uh, a calendar link in there uh, so they can pick a calendar or pick a time in your calendar that's most convenient for them so you get rid of all that back and forth. Uh, that slows that sales process. Okay. I mean, imagine the back and forth. Not imagine. We all go through it every day, setting a meeting, right? It's like, no, this time works for me. No, this time works for me. This time. It's like six emails go back and forth just to select a freaking time. Like, let's let's automate that. It's. I mean, really, sales let's enable, enable the sale. Yeah. I mean, really, sales enablement is the force multiplier for your sales team. Right. Um, you know, it's it means you don't have to go on hire two or three more salespeople. Instead, you just made that one salesperson that much more productive sure. on a day to day basis. Uh, but it's really you got to think of sales enablement. A lot of people call a lot of different things, but it's really a combination of tools wrapped up into one application. Well, so so okay, so I want to I want to kind of push back on that because I hear I've read some uh, okay tools. I understand where you're sure. coming from tools. I I I know that um, angle, but also there is this idea for sales enabled to get the get the right information into the salesperson's hand so they can they can apply that to the prospect at the right time yeah so you're, right you're, information could be like i don't know case studies sure that are applicable to that you know whatever content so you're kind of marrying the philosophy of account-based marketing with sales enablement. Okay. So account-based marketing, the idea is you first identify mm -hmm. who you want to reach out to, then you reach out to them, then right. throughout that sales process, you send them the right information at the right time. Right. What sales enablement enables you to do is do that more efficiently and effectively. So you can have all your documents loaded up in the system, be able to send out those documents, and then be able to track when that prospect clicks on that link to know when to call back or what to send next. And I love that because, okay, so I, I buy that. I'm with you. You win the pushback on this one, <laughs> but but you still need the information. To yeah, get of course, into, right. So so sales enablement. You said something earlier. Um, business process mapping. Yeah. Can you dig into that a little bit more? So I mean, we do this for clients all the time. We have to understand how does that sales process work. I mean, from from first touch to close. Uh, so how does that lead come into the system? How is it routed to the salesperson? What are the actions or steps the salesperson is supposed to take? Um, what's the sales cycle like, like yeah, length sure. like? Um, because that will dictate kind of what pieces you're going to need within your sales enablement application to be successful. Yep. Uh, so we have to map that entire process from first touch to close. And then from there, we can start saying, okay, you're going to need these type of automations to do follow-up after a phone call, these type of automations when a, a deal is, uh, uh, we'll call it in a holding pattern or mm, not moving stalled. forward, stalled is right. a good, better word for it. Um, these are the type of templates and email templates you're going to want, how yes. we're going to evaluate these right. email templates, what documents you need, how you're going to organize those documents. 
So, I mean, sales enablement really is, you know, why I call it a tool in all-in-one applications and why it's not a CRM. It sits on top of your CRM. It's just all about making your salesperson more efficient. More efficient. Um, more deals, better deals, faster. More, better, and faster. That's the benefit. The that is the benefit, right? Right. yeah. Right. Um, and so you, you got to really think about as an organization, the reason why you asked about process mapping is because if you don't map your process, I mean, adding a sales enablement tool may do you no benefit because no one's on the same page. Because, yeah, because you don't, exactly, thank you, you're not on the same page. The, the business process map, that lays out, hey, here's, here's, here's what a lead comes in. I love asking clients sure. this, my favorite question. What happens when, after we get you a lead? Because we're, you know, web mechanics were hired to get leads for our customers. Okay, great. We got you a lead. What happens next? You know, we tout ROI all the time, but just because you got a lead doesn't mean that that lead has bought. There's still a sales cycle to go through in, in a B2B world. Sure. In an e-commerce world, okay, now we can see it all. But so I love to ask that question because we, typically we're talking to the marketing folks. Yeah. And they half the time don't have the answer. When they yeah. do have the answer, I'm like, yeah, you know, when they don't, it's like, that's a good question. Maybe I should go find out. So how, who owns sales enablement? I mean, right, because too often there's this clash between sales and marketing where it's like sales is like, hey, these leads suck. You're not getting me enough leads or whatever. Marketing is like, well, wait a second. Like, you know, they are the personas that we all align to. So what? So yeah, I mean, who owns sales enablement depends this, upon yeah, it depends upon your organization. I mean, if you're a large organization, you may actually have a sales operations person or a sales admin who's really kind of managing the entire sales enablement process, making sure that the templates are updated, you got the automation set up, you got people following through in the deal flows, uh, and and that individual's job is not only to keep the database. What if they don't have that person? A lot of companies don't have that don't person, have that person. <laughs> uh, and so it, it kind of falls to one of two people at that point in time. It either falls to the marketing team to support the sales team and where they start filling that function right. of giving them the tools they need to be successful, um, or it falls to an outside agency to really help support their sales efforts. So, I mean, on a regular basis at OBO, we are literally providing that back-end sales and operations support function. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, because there's no one inside the organization who's thinking strategically. Are you, are you doing ro like report, like reporting and analysis on, on we'll like do efficiency of their sales Yeah, I mean, we'll do reporting and analysis. Um, efficiency in terms of, like, are they completing tasks? Are they doing records? You know, are they yeah, following yeah, up in particular yeah. periods of time? Generally, you got to talk to the sales management I was going to say, that should be like sales management. And that's sales management. You're right. more or less taking direction from sales management at right, that point right, right. on what they're looking for. Uh, but you guys could hook up salesmen, like a sales, because I was thinking, okay, if they have sales ops, fine. If they have, if not, maybe marketing. But I was thinking a sales manager should own sales enablement. Sales manager should be, hey, I want to make sure my, my salespeople have the information, the content, the, and then, you know, that they need, but also are not wasting their time, you know, inputting data, you know, like Clearbit. So grab some Clearbit. Yeah, there you go. You've populated your record. You don't need to. In a know. perfect world, yes. <laughs> okay, yeah, right. So. Uh, sales leaders, you know, they should ultimately be responsible for sales enablement. Uh, but a lot of the times they may not necessarily have the technical chops. Sure. Uh, they come in different shapes and sizes. All sorts. I mean, you can come across the sales leader out there who will get his hands dirty with whatever the application is, know it like the back of his hand, <laughs> and can teach anyone how to use it. You also come across the sales manager who's the total opposite. They can close any deal that their rep puts in front of them, 
but asking them to turn on the computer is a challenge. Right, yeah. Or you come across a sales leader who is the CEO or the founder who you know, is, is also washing the dishes at 5 p.m. So The thing it, is, once you get sales enablement up and running for clients or once you get sales enablement up and running for yourself, I mean, a lot of times your salespeople will start taking ownership over the activities yeah. because they've seen it, how much how it makes them so much more productive uh, than prior to uh, them not having that type of application. Uh, I literally was just with a client today showing them the functionality. Um, you know, I'll give a little shout out to HubSpot of mm -hmm. HubSpot's tool mm -hmm. on the sales side, which, you know, they got a CRM, they got HubSpot sales hub, but it's really that sales enablement piece in the sales hub mm -hmm. uh, that just blows people's minds away when you show them, hey, this is how you can automate these activities that otherwise you'd be spending all this time doing. I love it. That makes so much sense. So that, so the, I, I hear what you're saying about sales manager, different shapes and sizes. Um, but let's talk more, if we can, about how marketing can help with this. Because I think that, um, you know, marketing is who's out there spending a lot of money on this technology, uh, implementing technology, like marketing automation technology. Yeah. And now you're talking about HubSpot. HubSpot obviously is, you know, is, is becoming a platform for sales and marketing and our service. So they're trying to link they're trying to marry them both they're trying together. to marry them and they once had a uh, hashtag marketing um so yeah. they're they're all about so, this so marketing people actually play a pretty big role in this right. um one generally it's marketing who's pulling together the reports uh for the sales and, and, leader and the company and the executives yeah. yep. uh two they're the ones who are adding the templates and the documents into the system uh, three, they're helping to craft the email templates that are being sent out on behalf of the salespeople, and they're also helping to craft the actual automations themselves. Mm -hmm. uh, so they're looking at the stats saying, hey, this automation is working well, this one isn't. The other thing you also have to ask yourself, are you a sales organization that has SDRs and BDRs? Mm -hmm who are doing cold calling and, and essentially appointment generation? Or, um, or are, do you have a, a team of full cycle sales reps? Mm -hmm. Because there's different applications out there. I mean, you've right. got sales loft, you've got outreach, and you know, all these are considered sales enablement tools. Right. True. Uh, and uh, HubSpot kind of marries both uh, BDR and a full cycle sales rep, so both can do and use the application effectively. Yeah, and it also, I don't think, going along with your it's uh, sales enablement can fit can fit or doesn't fit necessarily based on your organization type but also based on where your organization is in kind of it's like sales and marketing maturity so for instance you might not be getting enough leads to be needing to add efficiency to your sales department true right if if you just don't even have enough leads then why, why are you trying to get more efficient well it's the same thing like when people purchase marketing automation and they get a total of 20 visitors to their website yeah that makes news i mean there's a reason why mailchimp and constant contact still exists exactly. i mean yeah uh it, it really is dependent upon your organization level of sophistication and yeah. you get a lot of inbound leads coming in uh, market automation makes a lot of sense, but sales enablement makes a lot of sense even for companies who don't have a lot of leads coming in. Okay, um, also. And well, you know, if you're looking at kind of two different organizations, if you're looking at a full cycle sales rep uh, and you only have limited number of full cycle sales reps on your team, you want to help them automate as many tasks as possible. And I'd say probably the biggest one to automate is those uh, sales sequences. Uh, mm -hmm. So literally having that follow-up sequence being sent out to your prospects. So you what know. is a sales sequence? A sales sequence would be like, for example, uh, you set up, someone says, hey, listen, 
uh, Arsham, call me back or send me an email in two months to set up a, a meeting. Uh -huh. uh, well, you can do one of two things. The traditional method is set up a task for yourself. Once the task set up, you go back. You got to remember what you said. Look at the notes. Write an email. You send out that email. The guy doesn't respond. You got to go ahead and send another email. You set up another task to follow up a few days later. When he doesn't respond, you got to manually set that up. <laughs> um, and automation is whereby I go that very same day. The person says, "Hey, email me in two months." I set up an email sequence to be sent out with multiple emails in that sequence. Mm -hmm. Email one is essentially referencing what was said. Yeah. Even hey, though, you told me to reach out yeah, two months ago. You told me to reach out two, months, yeah, in two months. months. You're writing it right now, right. but it's being automatically, it's being scheduled to be sent out two months and later. you put your meeting link in you that. You put your one. meeting link in that particular right. email so they can pick and choose because you have no idea what your availability is going to be like. Sure. And then nice. three days later, because he hasn't responded or she hasn't responded, uh, you go ahead and have another email in that sequence being sent out. And you're like, well, let me have this one sent out in the morning because it's more likely to be seen. Mm -hmm. And then you say, well, I could either A, have another email being sent out or I could set up a second action or third action after that, such as pick up the phone and call. Yeah, you could set a task. Exactly. And so hold on. That second email or and or that task would not be created if they actually clicked through and made an appointment. That's right? correct. It's all automated. It's all automated. So if they respond... The email sequence stops, or so, they schedule an appointment, or take an action. The email sequence stops. Absolutely brilliant. Love it. Yeah, I mean, it's so one of the. It's that's so cool. Like that wasn't possible years ago. No, years ago it wasn't possible. Um, I mean, BDR. <laughs> so cool. Yeah, BDRs and SDRs have been using tools like Salesloft and Outreach for quite a long while. Um, to be able to uh, automate a lot of this uh, business development activity, but I think it's becoming something that. Uh, enterprise sales reps and full cycle sales reps are beginning to adopt sure. as a mechanism to become much more productive. Yeah, and why I like HubSpot solution, you mentioned them, so let's talk about them a little bit, sure. is because it marries sales and marketing. So now, okay, that that sequence and that uh, sales enablement kind of automation uh, happens inside the same platform that is also uh, logging the marketing activities and how this lead uh, or set of contacts at a company are engaging with your website or with your with your advertising. So now you're you're marrying those two pieces of data. So if that deal goes and becomes um, you know closed one, you can do full funnel analysis to say where did that come from? You know how did we pick it up? Was it a live chat? Was it a did they do it on our uh, form? And you can start using this data to make decisions on how you're going to revamp your marketing or spend your marketing dollars or right like, yeah that's absolutely super cool to me to yeah. marry the two right yeah i mean it, when you marry obviously that's one of the main benefits of you know companies who have a need on both sales and marketing to consider tools like hubspot who really are an all-in-one application and enables you to have those sales enablement features that generally if you bought a separate application you'd have to uh, purchase integrate, in some way integrate and you know figure out how to make the two marry and work together right. Right. Um, and then also like within within sales enablement tools, there's ways to kind of maximize productivity. So you could set up queues where mm -hmm. you uh, put together 50 people you want to contact and then this one click of a button just goes from next to next to next, next to next to next, next, next. next. You just knock out knock, your tasks. Knocks out, knock out all your tasks for the day and sure. makes it super simple to be able to do. Yeah. Um, and again, when I go back to saying uh, sales enablement is an all-in-one application where you don't need a bunch of applications to be able to do it, you got calendar function, you got automations, mm -hmm. you got emails, 
you got everything such as like call recording. Yeah, playbooks. Uh, playbooks. The content quotes. is there. Documents, quotes, e-signature. Yeah, right. everything's all wrapped up into one. Right. Um, but uh, it's all about making your salesperson more productive and then having to do less tasks, less manual tasks. Less manual day. tasks, yeah. And, and, and it's not that we... So, yes, part of it is, I think, correct me if I'm wrong, is speeding up the salesperson's... Uh, uh, making them more efficient. Yeah. So removing the manual tasks because we want to make them more efficient and, and have them on the phone or writing emails that are convincing uh, a prospect, right? There's that aspect, but there's also the, the human error. What if they forget to, to follow up on, on a task? What if they forget sure. to, to send an email? You know, that could that could make or break. And look, we're all human and, and those mistakes happen or, or, right? So you can, as a sales manager, you can... Uh, ensure that these these kind of uh, uh, checkpoints are in place such that no deal, no lead falls through the crack, for yeah. example. And I, I completely agree. And I think uh, one of the big things from, you mentioned sales management, sales leadership, uh, is with a sales enablement tool, that type of in-depth reporting to be able to see what, yes. you're, what people are doing inside your sales organization is critical to yeah. be able to more effectively coach them. Right. Uh, yeah. Because in the end, the most effective sales leaders are able to uh, hire the best talent. Uh, they're able to train the best talent, and they're able to get rid of any roadblock in their way. Right, and retain the best talent because now they're making a bunch of sales. You got it. So let me uh, let me throw uh, time starting to tick down. I don't want this to go beyond too far. Then I got to throw a commercial in there, and no one's happy with that. So uh, let me throw two examples at you because sure. web mechanics we're starting to kind of do this are not starting to we've been doing this but i got a couple examples that i want i want to tell you you tell me if it's sales enablement if so you know all right here we go so, so for what okay so uh we get a lot of leads but they're not necessarily all like deals that we could follow up on or prospects we could follow up on sure. sometimes college student you know sometimes another marketing agency that's not going to become our so so we, we set up a list in HubSpot, we use HubSpot, uh, set up a list in HubSpot called our MQL list, right? And it's got criteria, like the company has to be over 50 people, um, they have to be within the US, uh, the job title has to be certain, certain, certain things, right? So when, so then we create an integration between HubSpot and Slack. So now when a, a new contact hits that list, it hits our Slack and lights up that channel and notifies our, our sales team. Sales enablement or not? Uh, it kind of blends the world of sales enablement With in, what the, else? in the sense that you're automating the activity itself. Okay. Um, but that's also some of that functionality is also within most CRM's capability. So like right. lead scoring, stuff like right. that. Okay. Fair enough. That's more of traditional um, uh, uh, CRM type capabilities, but what you're doing by automating that activity to notify the sales rep, um, you're starting to get more into a sales workflow automation. Yeah, it's true. It, but it also notifies sales management too, because, yeah. because, you know, in, in a world where there's high enough volume, you, you don't, um, it, in the end, it is a sales enablement piece. You may not need a separate piece of software yeah, sure. to do it, but it's, it's it falls into the realm of sales enablement. All right, all right I got a new one then. I got all right, go one. ahead. Okay, so now, so uh, we're a marketing agency. We have case studies kind of all over the place. Some some of them are like bigger than others. Doesn't matter. But our sales team is like is like, uh, hey, we don't even have sales teams. Like one and a half people, right? But they're like, hey, you know. Sometimes it's hard for us to get to our case study. So what marketing is doing is 
putting together like a pitch deck, right? Yeah. And I've seen your pitch decks, freaking beautiful, and they, they do you. a really good job representing you. Sadly, like we don't have something like that. I think yours are great, but 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 no, but you know what we've done, so that sure. but but it's not comprehensive like yours. Like it's not like in a one deck. So marketing is going through and putting this kind of pitch deck together, complete with like about web mechanics and uh, case studies and, and awards and etc. Is that sales enablement? Uh, sales enablement is once you go ahead and you add them to the documents and you break them out based upon who should be getting what document and put together the folders to make it easy and quick for your salespeople to access it. Okay. That's sales enablement. Well, I would argue that putting all that data into one, instead of having like, oh, here's our brochure, and then if you want our case studies, then I got to go to my drive folder. Oh, no, I, within so, one system. Like, yeah, yeah putting you, it all into one. You want to have it within the sales enablement system itself. I mean, that is sales enablement. Yeah. Think of anything that you're doing to speed up the process for your sales team. Yeah, so even right. going back to your first example of setting aside, so there's, there's a difference between what the tool does versus what sales enablement is. Okay. So a lot of times people think I need to buy a sales enablement tool, whereas they may already have a lot of sales enablement functionality and features. In their in their current in software their current stack, software they're stack. just not utilizing not it. Not utilizing it. Okay, great. I completely agree. Yeah. I completely agree. Yeah, okay. Awesome. Good. Yeah, so, so benefits of sales enablement, you know, more efficient, uh, remove human error, more efficient sales. More efficient sales. Remove human error. Um, make sure you know nothing falls through the cracks. Automate a lot of manual activities and tasks. Enable you uh, as the as the leader, sales manager or CEO or whatever to uh, report. Yep. And 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 analyze uh, not only what the sales team is doing but also how marketing. You know what is our efficiency of of marketing leads to assign leads to work the leads to right yeah. MQLs to SQLs to close deals. You got it. I mean, it's, it's an all-in-one application that makes life easy for everyone on your sales team to be productive and, and efficient. And to bring this whole episode back round together, imagine your first, remember the staffing yeah. firm, right? Can you imagine having HubSpot back then? Oh, my God. Right? Uh, unfortunately, I have a feeling a lot of people that we brought on board, <laughs> we may not have needed so many because they would have been so much more efficient exactly. at what they did. We would have, we wouldn't have had to, right? We wouldn't have had to have so many. Uh, I, the irony is, um, the staffing world. If you look at the tools they use in their applications, they actually had a lot of the sales. Bullhorn. Made, Bullhorn. Yeah. Bullhorn has, and to this day, oh probably so a lot of the right. sales enablement features that we now are just seeing coming out into the uh, sales enablement world, and this was more than 10 years ago. But see, Bullhorn was tailored for, as an applicant tracking system. Yeah. It was called an applicant tracking system, but but making a making a hire as a recruiter is very much like a sale. Uh, it is a sale. It is a sale. Yeah. So and Bullhorn was kind of like... Bullhorn would have the automated responses. Wow. They would have you help set up notifications. Um, much more advanced than a traditional CRM at that point in time. Right, right, right. Uh, so yeah, looking back, I mean, like it existed. It, existed. it just existed within a different uh, universe. So now you're hearing about it because it's proliferating, uh, and and you know, there's platforms like HubSpot, for example, who ha have uh, kind of made it such that you can take it, take this marketing automation, now sales automation. Uh, 
or sales enablement tool and, and apply it to many different industries as opposed to Bullhorn was just an applicant tracking system back yeah, then. Absolutely. I mean in and, and companies who are not using sales enablement are really kind of behind the times yeah. at this point. So it's coming to a theater near you. Uh, essentially, yeah. If you're a CMO and you're not talking C uh, sales enablement with your sales manager, you probably should be. Yeah, and think about it like this. I mean, it's easy to see 20, 30, 40% more productivity from your sales team once they adopt it. There's a uh, and if all of you, I know most people struggle with having their sales team use a CRM. Uh, and, and just be sure to tell them, hey, listen, this isn't just a CRM. This is a tool to make you guys a lot more productive. Which means? Which means more what? sales. More sales, which means? More revenue. More money. There you go. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. And also makes you look like a hero. That's added benefit. Thank you, my friend. So if you like this episode, then like it. If you don't like it, you're going to comment. Uh, if you like it, you can comment too. Just do something, okay? Like it, comment, share. Noah wants to hear from you um, just because he likes talking to people. <laughs> TLDR. <laughs> Thank you all out there. Until next time. Thank you. Cheers.